Hello, I'm Carrie. And I'm Emily, and we are the voices of Tarbis. What's Tarbis, I hear you ask? Well, Tarbis is a blog that we do together, um, where we visit historical houses or places of historical import, and we blog about them, basically giving uh, our opinions on the place, um, how well it's presented, facilities, things like that, and sandwiches, because we love sandwiches. And that is in our name. But we decided that we wanted to do another medium. We wanted to do a podcast to talk more in depth about lots of different aspects of history, not just a specific era of the place that we're visiting. So we will go from Stone Age to Victorians, inventors, monarchs, everything here. And you'll hear some of our opinions and what we think and possibly some debates. Indeed, and we would encourage you as well to get in touch. You can leave reviews um, or you can you can contact us through our blog um, just to see what you think or if there's any particular people, places, events, things like that that you'd like us to talk about, we'd be more than happy to do that. Yep, so sit back, relax and enjoy Tarbus After Hours. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Tarbus After Hours. This week we're leaving some of the brevity behind because we've done some pretty heavy episodes lately. Um, And we're going to do an episode to celebrate a special birthday that's actually happening on the day we're recording this. We're going to cover a very influential figure who's crossed every media medium known, someone with possibly the biggest fan base going. He's charismatic, loyal, brave, and has a penchant for white gloves and red shorts. Yes, dear listeners, this week we're crossing over into the realms of fiction and honouring Mickey Mouse on his 90th birthday. Fiction? Mm. Don't you mean, like, God? Like, Mickey Mouse is... God. Well, no. Um, we actually have much more tangible proof of Mickey Mouse. Ooh. Controversial, but true. Now, I know he's not technically a historical figure, but he is still part of history. So, in the spirit of Tarvis After Hours, we're going to delve into the story of the world's favourite mouse. Someday, hopefully, we'll cover Walt Disney himself, yeah. but uh, for now, we'll assume that you know who he is. So, on the 18th of November, 1928... Walt Disney and his colleague Ert Uber Iwerks, who later changed his name to the easier of Iwerks, um, collaborated on a cartoon called Steamboat Willie. Disney came up with the idea and an original sketch for the character, and Iwerks then refined it. So at first, Iwerks did the majority of the work on Mickey Mouse and his cartoons, but uh, eventually there was a growing strain between between him and Disney, between the two of them, which came to a head in around 1930 and led to the two parting ways and that Iwerks setting up his own studio, which meant that Mickey was now in the hands of Walt Disney and his team of animators. But now, Mickey is a pretty hard-working mouse. Mm. Um, He has over 130 film credits to his name, including a cameo in The Little Mermaid. Did you spot him? I did. He's actually in the hall where they're doing the the concert and King Trident comes in. You can actually look down. You can see, uh, I think it's Mickey and Goofy. Yep. Well done, I'm impressed. Um, He is arguably the most recognisable cartoon character in the world. And every film or show from the Disney studios contains a hidden Mickey. Quotations I keep forgetting with podcasting so you can't see my my fingers. Um, But hidden Mickeys are little Easter eggs. And they're often of Mickey's famous three-circled silhouette. Mm -hmm. Though sometimes of the man or or mouse himself. He has had 11 honours from the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. But in 1978, on his 50th anniversary, he became the first fictional character to ever receive a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. That's pretty cool. Yeah, See, it's quite th- an accolade, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, they did that on his 50th. What are they going to do on his 100th? 
We'll find out in ten years. Yeah, we will. Um, so the man-to-mouse relationship between Mickey and Walt Disney was something special, and many have actually compared the two as alter egos, so you don't really know where Mickey starts or Mickey finishes and Walt begins. Um, he has a full and detailed backstory for a cartoon character, though, and he's been told through different cartoons um, which he's featured on, so um, treating him like any other historical figure we- we've covered or will cover, here's the story of Mickey Mouse. Yeah, born... Michael Mouse, mm-hmm. um, named after his father in the tradition of the family. Um, he's the youngest of two children. He has an older sister called Felicity Field Mouse, and she has two sons named Morty and Freddie Field Mouse, who get up to hijinks when their uncle watches over them. Mm-hmm. So Mickey's an uncle to two little nephews. Yeah. Um, despite being from a fairly wealthy background, Mickey's life is quite modest. Um, he lives with a, only his faithful dog Pluto. Okay. His life. His life term. <laughs> his life long-term relationship with co-star Minnie Mouse, who actually shares the same birthday. So happy birthday, Minnie. Yep. Um, is depicted on screen as very loving and a sweet relationship. Mm-hmm. Although Walt Disney himself has stated that they are actually married, although they are shown on screen as still only dating. They they are quite a cute couple. I mean, they are relationship goals. Definitely. Some of the things that Mickey says to her. Yeah. Like, she's not an official Disney princess, but Mickey said to me, Minnie, you will always be a princess. Aww. Like, it's so adorable. And they're cartoon characters. I want someone to speak to me like that. And in one... Like, glossing over that. In, <laughs> in one cartoon, didn't he also put balloons in his pants so that he could he could float and dance with her without treading on her toes? Yeah. That's cute. He is. I'll, I'll get Ben to put balloons in his trousers, see if that one works. Okay. It's not going to work. It will not no. work. <laughs> <laughs> Whilst Mickey has no continuous job title... Um, his status as a jack of all trades is pretty well known. Um, let's face it, who better to be both a deckhand on a ship and a moderately unsuccessful sorcerer's apprentice? I mean, if you're going to do it, do it like Mickey. <laughs> um, what would Mickey do? <laughs> yeah, what would Mickey do? He's most often shown as doing various work for the Ajax Corporation, where he works with uh, longtime friends Goofy and Donald Duck. Now, Goofy, I believe, is a dog, isn't he? Yeah, he walks on two legs, though. Yeah, okay. Um, a lot of their work doesn't quite go to plan, though obviously um they're not the most competent of employees however he does also have a sideline in the uh, comic book realm where he works alongside horace horsecollar and chief seamus o'hara as a detective yeah and we've looked at that and seamus o'hara is quite a stereotypical almost verging on offensive (laughs) irish (laughs) detective yeah um often described as overweight bold strict but slightly bumbling yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Their words, not ours. Um, but there is more to Mickey than just his acting credits and his ever-changing employment status. Mm-hmm. Um, he is also a philan- philanthropist. Yeah, I could not say that word. <laughs> uh, giving a lot of his time contributing to a local orphanage, which helps hundred- hundreds of mice children. Aww. Yeah, um, he and his friends organise all sorts of charitable events for the orphanage and um, even house some of the residents themselves. Oh, what good guys. Yeah, right? They're really sweet. They should be real. <laughs> Uh, the events that we see on screen surrounding Mickey are apparently based on real life. Okay. Um, as well as Pluto, Mickey also looks after a horse called Tanglefoot, a goldfish called Bianca, he has two cats called Milton and Lisa, Bobo the elephant, Oscar the ostrich, and finally, Gobbles, the fish of indeterminate species. Yeah, because whilst Bianca is told as a goldfish, we're not entirely sure what Gobbles is. He's just a fish. He's just a fish. Gobble's fish. So, um, Mickey himself, whilst his most defining character traits are his loyalty, selflessness and imaginative quick thinking, he isn't without his faults, which, you know, for a cartoon mouse makes him quite human. 
Um, he can sometimes be reckless, egotistical, and he can border on selfish as well. He's normally fairly laid back, and he sort of he takes everything as it comes. However, when it comes to his enemies, who are mainly Pete and Mortimer Mouse. Now, Mortimer Mouse was originally Mickey Mouse, going to be Mickey Mouse's name, but Walt Disney's wife, um, Lillian. Yeah, she chose Mickey instead. So, well done, Lillian. Um, <laughs> but Mortimer Mouse was actually Minnie's ex-boyfriend. Oh. And he's Mickey's one of Mickey's enemies. So, a little bit of a thing there. He carries out a lot of pranks to get back at them, and he's really quite relentless with that. Um, there's been some debate about his height, but he's apparently two foot and three inches tall, or 69 centimetres, and he weighs 23 pounds, or 10 kilograms. He does sometimes suffer from insecurities, and at one point in a, uh, in a comic strip, he was actually terrified that Minnie was cheating on him, and he tried to commit suicide a couple of times, thankfully unsuccessfully. That's so, a bit dark. Yeah, it's a dark Mickey. side to Mickey. Um, he's got no reason to be insecure, though, considering he's a double platinum selling musician. He was the first fictional character to lead the Macy's Day Parade at Thanksgiving in America and received a whopping 800,000 items of fan mail in 1933, which was actually more than any human at that time. Wow. Heck, he even, he even has his own social security number, which is 746-552769, and his own place at the Smithsonian Institute since 1988, on his 16th birthday. Wow. Yeah. That's some Happy birthday, let's put you in a museum. Why not? <laughs> um, ten of his cartoons have also been nominated for the Best Animated Short Film at the Academy Awards, mm-hmm. um, with Lenda Poor winning in 1942. Mm-hmm. That was actually not a cartoon based on Mickey. It was based around Pluto and Mickey actually preferring a cat. So it's like, Aww. it's like, yeah, so it's actually quite, it's like mostly based around Pluto, but it won uh, an Academy Award in 42. Mm. Um, Walt Disney received an honour it honorary academy award in 1931 for the creation of mickey mouse Mm -hmm. and one from the league of nations in 1935 the league of nations just like yeah here you go thank you for creating a mouse here's an award pretty much pretty cool um so yeah throughout uh throughout the earlier years mickey's design was very similar to that of oswald the rabbit um, but Ubi Works designed Mickey's body out of circles in order to make the character more simple, simple to animate. Um, and then Disney employees John Hench and Mark Davis believed that this was part of Mickey's success because it made him more dynamic, more appealing to audiences. And quite frankly, you know, he's more easy to draw. Yeah, definitely. Um, but it wasn't... Uh, Mickey's circular design is most notable in his ears mm-hmm. in that um, whichever direction he's facing, they are always full circles. You know, I didn't actually notice that or I didn't really pay attention to that until it was pointed out, and I was like, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, and it made him more recognisable to audiences that way and made his ears an unofficial personal uh, trademark. Mm -hmm. However, the circular circular ear rule did create a dilemma for toy creators who then had to recreate a three-dimensional Mickey. Didn't they just make the ears flat? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the best way to get out of it. But, you know, there's just we're actually sitting here right next to a 3D Mickey toy and his ears are flat and they are circle. I mean, they're not circle whichever way you look at him, but if you look from the front and the back, they are, they're circle. They are. Good old Mickey. I like my Mickey. <laughs> um, in 1938, however, animator Fred Moore, he redesigned Mickey's body away from the circular design and made it slightly more pear-shaped. And uh, Moore was pretty terrified first about changing Mickey's design, but when he showed it to Walt Disney, um, apparently Walt Disney liked it and said, that's the way I want Mickey to be drawn from now on. But that's not the first time people have been scared to talk to Walt Disney. Right, okay. Is this just in relation to Mickey Mouse himself? Yeah. Okay. 
1936, two employees made, for an office only, video depicting Mickey and Minnie. This was just before Walt's 35th birthday. Um, and it made them consummating their wedding, shall we say. Oh, Mickey and Minnie porn. Yep. Um, Walt watched it, laughed along, and complimented the quality of the animation and asked who created it. Apparently, he called the animators on stage and then fired them on the spot in front of everyone. Wow. Yeah. As another fired animator said, no one fucks with the mouse. That's a quote. It's not just us swearing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Walt was quite attached to Mickey then. You could say that. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> wow. Well, they shouldn't have made a mini Mickey porn, should they? No. Um, I do not recommend Googling that. I had, to, <laughs> I had to Google that for the purpose of, or there are other search engines available. I had to uh, look for that. For the year. For the year. And anyone that looks at my search history will be, no, <laughs> I, I just, uh, no. Yeah, do yeah. not, do, do not do that. It's disturbing. I mean, we didn't watch any. God, no, we no. didn't watch any, but it's just the things that come up. No, because I was actually, I was looking for an image earlier on in the day to see Mickey's ears and it was still set on the images thing when I first Googled it. Oh dear, Karen. Yeah, so I'm scarred. For actual life. Yeah. I will never look at Mickey Mouse the same. Well, going, uh, (laughs) moving on, shall we? Please Um, do. Mickey only has four fingers on his hand. Mm -hmm. Um, This was made um, for both an artistic and financial decision um, of Walt's. He said, artistically, five digits are too many for a mouse. His hands would look like a bunch of bananas. Which makes sense. Yeah. And then financially, not having an extra finger in each 45,000 drawings that were u- were created to make just six and a half minutes short, that saved the studio millions. Jesus. You can't fathom it, can you? No. I mean, you just watch it and you think, oh yeah, that's good. And then, or in your case, oh yeah, that's awesome. Um, through tears yeah through tears through tears of happiness and then sadness that it's over yeah but yeah 45,000 drawings for a six and a half minute short and millions of pounds at stake and they they saved all that money just because they drew four fingers instead of five okay so that's how many fingers he's got but why does he wear the white gloves um, he wears the gloves originally to distinguish between his hands and the rest of his body. Okay. And particularly in the old animation where everything was obviously black and white, oh, if he had sure. his hands like on his tummy, it, it would just look like a big old black blob. All right. So they started putting gloves on. Um, this would soon become a cartoon trait, mm-hmm. not just for all the Disney characters, but also in non-Disney cartoons such as Bugs Bunny, Mario and Mighty Mouse. Of course, yeah. I didn't realise that they all wore wore gloves until you said that. Yep, and it all comes from good old Mickey Mouse. I mean, Mario's a plumber, so, you know, sanitation in there somewhere. Um, So, aside from his gloves and his shorts, he also... His shoes, sorry. He also wears shorts with two large buttons on the front. And before he was in colour, animations were either red or a dull blue-green. When colour films were invented, he was always in in red shorts. Though when he isn't in red shorts, his outfits are always red, such as in Fantasia and the red clock or the red bandmaster coat in the band concert. Yes, um, so in Fantasia, obviously, it's wildly known as the big red cloak with the blue hat with the silver stars. Yep. And red because it goes with the shorts and bandmaster, reds. Anything you see Mickey in, mm-hmm. mostly, if he's being like a, like a not, I wouldn't say not, not like made-up character, but obviously he doesn't wear red when he's being... Um, What's his name in Christmas Carol? 
Uh, Ebenezer Scrooge? No, the poor one. Uh, oh, looking for him now is Jacob Morley. Um, oh, and Tiny Tim. Tiny Tim's Tim's dad? daddy. Yeah. M- Mr. Bob Tim. Bob Cratchit. That's it, Bob Cratchit. <laughs> Mr. Tim. <laughs> when Mickey is Bob Cratchit, he doesn't sorry, wear Dickens. red. Yeah, sorry, Mr. Dickens. Um, but when he's being like Mickey Mouse in another movie, he wears red. So yeah, that's Mickey Mouse in like a nutshell. Okay. I'm not sure there's much more we could find out about Mickey Mouse as if he was a person. Because obviously we've spoken about his relationships, um, his family, his mm-hmm. jobs, his background, the way he looks, the way he does. Which is what we would do for a normal historical figure. Yeah. And in fairness, our last two episodes were quite long, so we're, we're keeping this one up short. Yeah. But I do have some facts okay. about Mickey Mouse. Lay them on um, That Mickey Mouse was actually inspired by a pet mouse that Walt Disney had as a child. Okay. So he had a, a small mouse as a child, and obviously he uh, loved it. So he, after Oswald, because I'll go a tiny bit into this, but even though it's Walt Disney rather than Mickey Mouse, Walt Disney worked um, with another animator, and they created Oswald, mm-hmm. a mouse. And then a lot of, then the co-animator as well as a lot of employees of Disney's jumped ship to Universal and took Oswald with them. Mm-hmm. And when they took Oswald, Walt was like, fine, I'm going to create one more, I'm going to go one better, and then came up with Mickey Mouse. Okay. And that was so he uh, got inspiration from the pet mouse that he had as a child to create good old Mickey. But didn't, didn't as an adult, didn't he then um, develop like a, a mild fear of mice? Yeah. He didn't like mice, like, he liked his pet mouse because it was his pet in, like, a cage sort of thing. Mm. But he doesn't like wild mice. Hmm. Yep. And as you said, he was originally named Mortimer. Well, Mickey was going to be named Mortimer. But luckily, luckily, Lillian Disney thought that Mickey would be more relatable to children than Mortimer. In fairness, Morty Mouse doesn't sound quite the same. Yeah, and you can't really spell it as well. Like, M-O-R-T-I-M-E-R-M-O-U-S-E. Mortimer Mouse. I made Carrie listen to that properly for the first time when we were uh, researching for this podcast. Yeah. The thing is, I, I was going to sing along, because thanks to my dad, I can do a, do- a Donald Duck impression. Yeah, but I don't think the people of the podcast world actually need to hear that. No, we'll, we'll do that on Donald Duck's 90th birthday. Okay, yeah. fabulous. Yes. Um, every US president has actually posed for a picture with Mickey Mouse, except for Lyndon Johnson. Hmm. Yeah. But um, okay. And then speaking of presidents, though, and this is more on the American side because we don't really technically have that much of a... We don't have this choice when we have to do um, elections in England. Mm. But in America, they have a write-in candidate. So yeah. if you don't want any of the candidates that are listed, you can write in your own. Mm. Mickey Mouse is the most popular write-in candidate. But in Sweden, it's Donald Duck. Yes. And there was actually a Donald Duck party. There was, and didn't they come 29th out of 40, or 21st out of 40? Yeah, somewhere in the 20s out of 40. So, <laughs> so, yeah. But then again, we're from the country where we have the uh, official Monster Raving Looney Party, so we can't really talk. No. No. Thanks, Screaming Lord Such. Fabulous. <laughs> um, so my next one is that Mickey was the first cartoon character to speak. Okay, what were his first words? Hot dogs! Which is like a big old Mickey famous saying. He says it in like all of the... In a lot of his um, shorts now, it's his catchphrase on Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, hot dogs. Isn't the song like hot dog, hot dog, hot diggity dog? Yep. Oh, wow. Yep. 
Yeah, I don't have young nephews and nieces. I'm just going to say that. Oh, cousins, sorry, not nephews and nieces. My brother, my brother doesn't have kids, as far as we know. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's questionable. Um, yeah, my, my cousins. <laughs> yeah, well, um, when I was au pairing in Canada, I hadn't watched it before, but the two of the children I was au pairing were obsessed with Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Mm-hmm. But it's actually it seems odd when you just know it is hot dogs. You're like, why, why is he saying hot dogs? But it is because when he said them for the first time, he was selling hot dogs and he was in he was saying like hot dogs buy my hot dogs but now it's like hot dog yes but now it's like another way of saying hello hot dogs i'm gonna start saying that to you from now on please don't i mean yeah. I'm, I'm happy if you say the uh hey there hi there hello there you're as welcome as can be stop it carrie i'm not gonna sing mickey mouse on a podcast i mean um, you just did i'm not gonna sing the whole song i can't help myself bit of a disney nerd a little bit Little bit. A little bit. Totally not ashamed of that though. No, um, don't be. Because then it means I knew most of these and I knew this one. Um, there are hidden Mickeys all over, not just in the movies, but all over Disneyland and Walt Disney World. Mm-hmm. And they've actually turned that into part of the fun of going to Disney, trying mm-hmm. to find the hidden Mickeys. You know, the whole hidden Mickey in um, thing in TV was actually... It was an in-joke originally with Walt Disney's animators and then became, like, a big fan thing. Mm-hmm. And in Disneyland, California, when it was the 50th anniversary, um, they did 50 brand-new hidden Mickeys around the park mm. and made it an attraction, like, tick-off thing for people to go and find them all. That would be cool. It already happened. That's, that's what I meant, like, that, that's cool. That would be cool to be there and do that. Ah, right, okay. No, fifty percent of this podcast has actually uh, has taken a photo with Mickey. Yes, I've never taken a photo with Mickey. That is so. Didn't we when we went to Paris? Nope. Why didn't we? I think the queue was mahusive. On my honeymoon, obviously, I took my husband to Florida for three weeks. We went on the Disney cruise, mm. and we did two weeks in more Disney World. And we, I think, we had four pictures with Mickey. Really? One, one in his, um, like tux outfit mm. um one in animal kingdom dressed as a ranger mm. um on the cruise ship as him dressed as a the captain mm-hmm. and i think fantasia that's cool yeah see when i when my brother and i were kids we had the choice to go to haven holidays or to disney and my brother didn't want to go to disney because he was terrified of all the people um, dressed up as mickey mouse and yet him and his... What do you mean people dress up as Mickey Mouse? Mickey Mouse is real. Sorry, he was terrified of Mickey Mouse. And then uh, as as him and his now his now fiancé um, have uh, been out and they've taken loads of photos in Florida with Mickey. Cool. Yeah. So, obviously he got over that phobia. Just a little bit. Um, Mickey Rooney, the famous actor mm-hmm. in America, claims that he was the inspiration for Mickey Mouse's name. But obviously mm-hmm. that has since been debunked because everyone knows it was Mickey's wife. Mickey's wife? Uh, <laughs> Walt's wife. Um, the first two Mickey Mouse movies mm-hmm. cost $2,500 to make, which nowadays would equate to 35000 Ooh, that's... I mean, that's a lot. It's not... Six and a half minutes. Yeah. In the 1970s, you said that Mickey was a platinum-selling album mm-hmm. um, artist. He, the album he released was a disco album. Okay. Mickey did disco and it went double platinum. Wow. Yep. I mean, he really is a jack of all trades. He really, really is. Um, Walt Disney originally held the patent for Technicolor. 
Mm. Meaning that Disney was the only animator that could make cartoons in colour. That's pretty cool. That's pretty badass. Disney's like, I'm the only one who's going to do that. Didn't they um, essentially invent surround sound as well? Yeah. For uh, Fantasia. They, they were already it Fantasia using Fantasia sound. It. Yeah. Yeah. And um, they patented it and then we have surround sound because of Fantasia. Mm-hmm. Go, Mickey. Woo. And I'm not sure how much I believe because if I don't love Disney, what's my next favourite thing in the whole world? Harry Potter? Holiday. Christmas. Yes. Okay. It said that Mickey Mouse, but yeah, Harry Potter is there. But it is said that Mickey Mouse is more recognisable around the globe than Santa Claus. That sort of... I mean, that makes sense and it doesn't make sense at the same time. Um, Walt Disney um, originally voiced Mickey Mouse. Oh, wow, that's cool. Yeah, because he they had some animators in to do it and he wasn't happy. So he voiced Mickey Mouse for years. Um, but also, he also voiced Minnie Mouse. Well, if you want a job, doing right, do it yourself. Right, right. Um, you want a job? Yes. I mean, I've got one. I love my job, but you know. If you wanted to be Mickey Mouse at Disneyland, mm-hmm. it requires you to be between. Oh, you can't. Four foot eight and five foot two. Damn my four foot ten height. Five foot ten height. Four foot mm-hmm. ten? No. Me and my five sisters could do height. it. Can't marry Maddie. Let's go be Mickey Mouse. Yeah, you you guys go be Mickey Mouse. I'll come take a photo with you. Mhm. And um, this is the last uh, Mickey Mouse uh, quote, uh, quote, fact that I have. Um, All the Mickey Mouse mascots have to practice the Mickey signature Mm -hmm. so that it looks completely uniform, regardless of who's inside the costume. Uh, Which is no, obviously, easy feat, especially when Mickey's got the big white gloves on. So do they all, for example, have to be right-handed then? You can't have a Mickey mascot that's left-handed? Yeah, because if Mickey's right-handed and he writes... Oh, gutted. Well, that rules me out in two scores, then. It I'm, does. I'm too tall and I'm a lefty. You cannot be Mickey Mouse. I hope that is, like, the saddest thing to ever happen to you. I'm devastated. Mm-hmm. Completely. It's okay. That is a life goal that has just been shattered. You are Mickey Mouse to me. Thanks. You're a princess to me. Oh. We're not gay. <laughs> not, there's anything wrong with it, but you are married, and I am not gay. So, yeah. Anyway. <clears throat> We normally do a ridiculous death. Yes, at the end, we normally do. Um, obviously, last week we didn't because it was quite serious. Yeah. And this week we're not going to because it's Mickey. We're talking about one of the happiest people on Earth from the happiest place on Earth. Yeah, because when it comes to Disney deaths, They're they verge on devastation. Oh. Just Mufasa. Bambi's mum. Dumbo's mum. Tarzan's parents. Why is it always parents? I mean, you know. There's actually a reason. Is there? Mm-hmm. Because Walt Disney's, this is just really sad, okay. uh, Walt's mother died when he was young, mm. so he always made he, the Disney protagonists either have one or both parents um, dead to symbolise when he didn't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's decent, So if you think about it, every Disney movie, yeah. the protagonist is like, missing one or both of their parents. Yeah. Oh. Except Moana. Oh no, that's true actually, yeah. Literally just hit me, except for Moana. But she lost her grandmother. Yeah, but she still has both of her parents. She also has a Maui, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. She's a Wayne Johnson. (laughs) Oh, you're welcome. Right. (laughs) Uh, So, we're doing a ridiculous survival, Mm -hmm. and it is Disney themed. Now, it's not Mickey Mouse themed, but it's Disney themed. So, um, the people who work at Disney, the cast members, um, they don't usually 
then they portray heroes, but they're not necessarily required to be heroic. However, sometimes they do go above and beyond. Now we're talking about cast member Chris, Chris Mitchell, who was Tarzan. And he wrote a memoir, Cast Member Confidential. Um, and this is a story that he's talked about in that. Um, where he was in the middle of a parade, during the Magic Kingdom parade. And apparently there was a young boy who accidentally fell into the lagoon by the Tom Sawyer Island. Do you know where that is? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, the mother screamed in shock and a few employees, including Mitchell, um, they dove into the dirty water to save him. And uh, apparently, Tar- he actually played Tarzan. He was in full costume as Tarzan. Full costume, you mean full loincloth? Full loincloth and dreadlocked wig. Yeah, um, <laughs> full costume. He jumped off a parade float, ran into the, and jumped into the lagoon and saved the boy with his dreadlocked wig intact. But Dedication. Even more dedication, he stayed in character throughout. When he returned the boy to his mom, he actually said, Keep boy safe. Tarzan very brave, but everybody can be hero. Aww. So yeah. He actually, he didn't break character at all and potentially saved the kid's life. Wow. But if you were that kid, it's like, going through life, like, yeah, <laughs> I got saved by Tarzan in Disneyland. No one is going what to believe it? you. <laughs> no, but it would be pretty awesome. It would be definitely very awesome. Yeah. So, hero mentioned to Chris Mitchell. Definitely. And obviously the others that dived in as well yeah. to help. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, we don't have their names, but a big hero mentioned to them as well. Yeah, big hero. Big hero six. I'm loving all the Disney hidden Mickeys. Okay, ah. I'm going I'm to tell you something devastating before we end the podcast. What? Never seen Big Hero 6. So at the end of this podcast, we're going to go and watch Big Hero 6, and Carrie will tell you what she thinks of it. Um, but yeah... So that's the end of uh, Tarbis After Hours for this week. We shall be back next Tuesday. Yep. Possibly and with a real human. With a real human. And uh, you know where, where we're going? They have all the roads. They do. Yeah, back to future reference. <laughs> this has been my favourite podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, 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 get, you'll get that next week. Like You'll get the joke. Yep. So, like Carrie said, it's goodbye from us and we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye. During the last few years, we've ventured into a lot of different fields. And we've had the opportunity to meet and work with a lot of wonderful people. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing, that it was all started by a mouse.